Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the UR Pod. I'm Husey, coach of the Cashews. And I'm Baz, coach of the Clint Stein Daddies. And we are dairyless tonight, but the big fella is still in the top 200. He scores 4-19. Very nicely done for the week. Uh, I was never going to have a good one um, after I targeted last week. Went 297, dropped me 272 spots to 1759. How'd you go, mate? Um, thanks for asking. Um, pretty good, actually. Um, I, I'd like to say that if you hit 500, you get to raise the bat. So, um, raising the bat for my uh, 500. Um, yeah, I like it. So, I only just scraped into it. Gave me a round ranking of uh, 42. So, um, yeah, it's quite pleased about that. I, um, I actually even had a donut. Nick Marshall put up a donut for me. Um, How many minutes so did he man- play? Not enough. Um, hmm. Not many. It was like nine or so. Um, hmm. Yeah, didn't really do anything at all. And I actually thought he'd been pretty good lately for the limited minutes he'd played. So it um, gives me a season rank as well of 622. So I'd really, really like to uh, finish the season in the top 500, I think, Um it's uh, my goal for, for this week to knock off those other 122 in front of me. How many points behind 500 are you, do you know? Um, good question. Oh, it'll take me a fair bit of scrolling here. So 500 is on. Let's get, let's get an approximate from one of the groups that I'm in. Uh, 501 is on 7213 points. Awesome. I am on um seven one five six. Yeah, so you're only sixty seven points behind. Doable. Yeah, give me a good give me a good captain this week, mate, and a few nice yeah. trades and we'll be mm. saying a lot. Yeah. It's it's an interesting one because like some people are in grand finals and they kind of know what the other teams have got, obviously, except for their trades. And then other people are chasing overall rank. Um, so it's interesting in regards to buyers, to people, whether people are going for a little bit of a uh, a sneaky, risky one or whether people are just going to play safe and be solid, play straight back. Yeah, it is interesting. You and I had a chat off air, um, some would say, um, about what to do with a few of those players that, yeah, you might choose a little bit of a risky option for a guy that you think might play a few more minutes out of um, the teams with the double-ups or yeah, do you, some of those guys that have had good seasons are coming to the end where their games don't necessarily have too much meaning. Mm. Um, are they going to play or are they going to just cruise their way to the finish line? Yeah, and that's something we flagged a couple of weeks ago as well. So um, yeah. let's do heroes and brickies. We don't have dairies, that's fine. But who'd you have for your hero this week? Um, I oh, I feel like an idiot because I always choose the bloke that just scores the highest. So like, oh, yeah. PJC scored me eighty-eight. I, I gave him the captaincy. But um, my what's good hero... to reward your captain if you nail it? Because you don't get yeah, it every no. week. Nah, I do. I've been pretty good lately, though. Um. But I would probably choose probably Will McDowell-White. Um, he was good, actually. So, yeah, with, with his 58, it could have been better um, because he did get foul trouble in the second game and played mm. limited minutes. But 
Yeah, he was real good. Um, Tyler Harvey as well. He's pumped down 71. Mm. Um, so I'm pretty happy with that one as well. So they'd probably be the two, Harvey and McDowell-White guys that popped up that scored a bit better than I expected. Yeah, well, McDowell-White averages 20 a game and scored 58. So 18 over what you would sort of expect from his average. And then Harvey averages 23 and a half. So 47. He was, and he scored 71, so 24 over what you'd sort of expect from his average. Yeah, and I, I really hope people listen to bringing in Will McDowell-White because um, I think that he was he was great value. He still mm. probably is. You could bring him in this week for the final yeah. two games if you don't have him. Yeah, definitely. I went about three months early on him. Yeah. Devastating when he was doing his beep test and the silver done. Um, yeah, it was. Hard to watch. <laughs> I went Chatham. Um I captained him last week and he, I bought him in and captained him, bought him Gary Clark as well. So my captain was either going to be out of those two considering I had singles for everyone else and he was the top scorer out of those two. Um, averages 25 and a half, scored 63 for the round. So, yeah, solid. Whereas Clark averages 31 and scored 58. So that's where my decision was made on that one. Perfect. Um, Bricky. Oh, Jordan Crawford, absolutely stunk it up. Um, when you consider yeah. that Milton Doyle took two shots for the game and doubled his score, double Jordan Crawford's score, that's pretty embarrassing, I reckon. That's real brickworthy. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty strange. I actually I watched probably the first half of it. and you didn't, Sometimes you're watching, you, you don't really know that a bloke isn't having a great super coach game. Like, you just, oh, yeah, the Jackies are cruising and... Every, everything looks like things are going smoothly and then yeah, mm. you look at the box score and uh, not much is really happening there. So, yeah. Um, yeah, fair call. I'd probably go with Nick Marshall, obviously, for the donut, but it's either him or Gak, but both blokes just are cheap options, which you kind of expect they're going to have a stinker every now and again. So yes. um, everyone else will be pretty happy with. Yeah. No, very nice. Hard to, hard to get one, as you say, when you score 500, but... So where's where's that rank amongst the uh, top pod scores this year? Number four. Yeah, number four. Mm. But um, I think I've got. I think I'm holding down spot two and spot four. So hopefully with some good trades this week, I can get that five twenty five. Selfishly, I hope you don't. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Selfishly, uh, I... yes, of course. Uh, but I would love you to get in top five hundred. That'd be awesome. We've had a, a great second half of the, half of the year. Uh, captain review had Chatham. Uh, at number one last week, expected 65, scored 63. Scored, it was the third highest. PJC, I had number two, expected 59. He scored 88 at ranked one. And then Clark, I had at three, expected 49, actual 58, and he ranked five. So uh, Tyler Harvey bobbed his head up there and Sam Froling in number four, who um, whose form hadn't been great. So it was nice for his owners that he had a bit of a bounce back. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait! What the fuck is wrong with you? Bacon Barry. Oh, well, on the weekend, right? Sitting down, wanting to check my NBL scores. And the <laughs> stupid app wasn't working. Yeah, stupid that app. was shit ass, wasn't it? Oh, we go. Check the Jackie Spock score. Nothing. Wanted to know how many players were going. Had to go to the Supercoach app to then find out their Supercoach score. I'm on the ESPN app. Trying to have a look at the box score on there. At least that worked. I downloaded the app, the NBL app, downloaded it. Still didn't work. 
on comes a stupid TV ad. Download the NBL app today. Well, don't because it doesn't <laughs> work. Don't have it in my face that your app. Oh, I'm fuming. So, you know why? They got why? too many features on it now with the ladder predictor. Oh, well, the ladder predictor's running hot. Like, fantastic. That works. But don't forget about our super coach owners that are still in finals. Sort it out. It's in finals time. It's not that hard. And um, put the super coach column first again, like you had at the start of the season. Oh yeah, don't go. Yeah, that's just that's just blokes that uh probably uh don't do super coach that have done that. So um, that's right. Yeah, not too. Happy. But yeah. sorry, got a little bit heated there. But um, no, warranted. Yeah. Fair. Uh, the website was working, so you could have just gone through. You're an Apple user, aren't you? Through your Safari, you could have done no, that. I'm but prime guy, mate. Do you not have an iPhone anymore? Yeah, I've got an iPhone, but I don't use Safari. I'm a Google Chrome. Yeah. Forget about that because I've got a Google Pixel, so it just runs off Chrome. I forget that other people have that ability to do that. Yeah. Rightio. Um, for listeners, we're not going to do a round review this week. Um, without dairy and both Baz and I got a bit on this week. So, and there's only four teams really of relevance anyway that are worth talking about, which we'll talk a bit about um, over the rest of the show. Um, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll go into the schedule next. So we continue to add to our list of relevant teams. Uh, we only are left with Illawarra, Melbourne, New Zealand, and Perth on the doubles this week to close the seasons out. Now. Interestingly enough, I've I've gone to work a little bit on the the numbers of the schedule. So just because it's that it is the last round, and people really might be a bit 50-50 around their trades. So uh, Illawarra have got Perth and Perth at home, who are a light green team, and then they are at Melbourne, who are an orange team. So. Of a one to five schedule rating, with uh, one being really challenging, five being easy. Uh, Illawarra have a schedule rating of three, so they're on the easier side. Melbourne are at Cairns, who are a dark green team, and then Illawarra at home, who are an orange team. That gives them a schedule balance of three and a half. A little bit easier schedule than Illawarra. New Zealand have got Brisbane at home, who are a red team, and then at Adelaide, who are a light green team. So they've got an ease of schedule of two and a half. So they're pretty much smack bang in the middle. And then Perth are at Illawarra, who are orange, and then at Tassie, who are red. So they've got a schedule rating of one and a half. So in terms of... From hardest to easiest, Perth at one and a half, New Zealand two and a half, Illawarra three, and Melbourne three and a half. Now, as you mentioned uh, earlier, and we flagged a couple of weeks ago, Melbourne are locked in, all but locked in after they play Cairns. Um, Perth, two pretty tough games. So Melbourne with the easiest schedule, you probably could take a look at some of those guys potentially. Um, some people that they may 
like to try and run into some form leading into finals. Perth, we had a bit of conjecture about them. They've got the hardest rating. So perhaps you're leaving those guys alone and then um, Illawarra and New Zealand in the middle. Uh, New Zealand, you would think, uh, they've got it all to play for. They have to win to get in. So those top New Zealand guys are going to be your targets in my eyes. What do you think, Baz? Yeah. Um, of, uh, obviously, the one thing on the app that works is a ladder predictor. And if you've had a play, if you've had a play around with it like I have, um, you know that the, yeah, the winner of Brisbane and New Zealand mm-hmm. um, essentially yeah finishes. Um, They're in finishes in that, in that sixth spot. So even if New Zealand beat Adelaide in that last game, they must beat Brisbane um, to to finish in the playoffs. So mm. yeah, I think that you get on those guys from New Zealand. They've got the most to play for. Yeah. Hundred um, percent. We'll play your we'll play your best buys, June, because I want to know who you want. Comes the money. Here we go. Bass's best buys. So New Zealand guys, who are we looking um, at? Well, it's probably probably tough, but I'll probably go on at this probably a little bit of a different angle. I've gone if you want a bargain buy. So if you want a mm-hmm. guy that is cheaper than one sixty, yeah. Um, so if you've got a guy like myself that has Nick Marshall, for example, or like a um, Gorjak Gak, if you've got one of those guys and you're just looking to do kind of a sideways trade, um, I think that Mantis Rabutami, um from New Zealand. Yes, Rabbers. Um, for 164, obviously the only reason we're kind of going there is for the double. There's nothing else in there worth looking at, um, I, I don't think. So... There's Hu Jung Lee. He got 27 last week, but I don't really like the the bench players or I don't really like anyone outside the top four of Illawarra. The other cheaper option, um, that this is probably going against it, um, the only other really, really cheap option you can go with at 121 is Wani Swallowabook. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's one. Um, he actually played pretty well. I've watched him a few times and uh, I actually think he plays quite well. So... He's down there at 121. He's probably the the cheapest option if you're looking for a total dropout to then maybe go up. He's probably the guy that's the cheapest that's worth looking at. There's obviously Lockie Albrick, but again, you probably could get five, six points out of him. Who knows? What do you think? What are your thoughts on these couple of guys? Isaiah Liafa and Findelani at 143 and 145. Well, I've got messages from um longtime listener James Langley telling me that Findelaney <laughs> sucks. Um, I said that to you as well. Yeah, he just doesn't look just doesn't look um like he's really worked in or he's off injury mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. So um like I know when you say like Lamb's gone down and there might be a spot for him um to play some minutes, but yeah, I'm probably not touching him. Um mm. and I was like Arthur, if you you pick him, you're just hoping that he gets hot from that three point line and picks up a few steals. Um, I think that's probably your best bet with a um Isaiah yeah. Arthur sort of pick. You you really yeah. just hoping that he gets a good game. You're not. I think those other two probably might be a bit more consistent. Yeah. But and to, honestly, and to add to that, ball. add to that as well. Brisbane for guards are red, Adelaide for guards light green, and then forwards, Brisbane yellow, Adelaide are orange. Yeah, like you're not going to get a score of like fifty from these blokes. You're honestly oh, no. going to get a. Th- a 20, 20, 25. 
What about um, Mango? He scored 44 on the weekend. Yeah, I know. He's my next one. You've, you've essentially got a pick of the three. Um, you've got Sar, Hook, Porty, or Mango, Tango. Yes. Um, so who would, who would you pick out of those ones? Probably a question. Um, and I'm probably picking Mango, Tango. Um, mm-hmm. Over Hook, Porty, and over Sar. As mentioned earlier, I think that those two teams uh, are set. So those guys might not play as big in minutes, whereas if Mango, Tango stays out of foul trouble, he's going to be good. Um if I had to start bench cut one, um, Mango would be number one, Hook Porty would be two, and Saar would be my third one. Yeah. Um, I just think Hook Porty, he might play a fair few minutes with um, just play a bit of bench minutes, uh, might get a bit of an extra run and might get you that double-double. Um, yeah, like my it. next set of three choices for you is Will McDowell, White, Usher or J-Rob. You're probably tossing up over those three. Um, and I'm locking in Will McDowell-White. So if you don't have him, um, I'd lock him in as a bench guard option. Um, played really well on the weekend. Um, I guess the question is, I'm starting Cotton and PJC with McDowell-White and Harvey on the bench. So I'm pretty stock stacked there. So um, I wouldn't blame you for starting him. Sorry, he's going to have a massive week. Usher, I said I'm a little bit nervous. He went down the last game with a back injury late. Um, obviously there's no news about that or how severe it is, but if you get a bit of back spasms and you've got nothing to play for, you might as well rest. Yeah. Um, or you're probably not going to play those full hard minutes. And, and big road trip for them too. Yeah. And then J-Rob as well. He's um He's been playing quite well lately. So, um, yeah, my order for there would be Will McDowell White 1, Robinson 2, and Usher 3. Yeah. I guess the only thing with Robinson... Uh, not Robinson, sorry. Well, yes, J-Rob. Don't trust him. So I assume that's why he's two. With with Usher, uh, you say the back. If they're going at Illawarra and then at Tassie, at Illawarra is the first game of the round on Thursday. So you're going to know if he travels, if you're interested in making any sort of Perth-based trades, which is a handy yeah. tip. That's a tough roadie um, to go from oh, there down. massive. Yeah. yeah um, and then my last one, you've kind of got the pick of the three, I think. I was going to chuck JLA in here. JLA is a beast in the limited minutes that he plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, phenomenal. For 384, he pumped out 42 and it felt felt effortless for him. Um, so I'm a big JLA fan. But my next set's PJC, Clark and Pinder. Um, I reckon PJC is going to be your best buy if you don't already have him. Then I'm probably going with um, Gary Clark and then finishing off with Pinder. Yeah. Um, but it's all it's all tough. They're kind of like actually like clumped into pick one of this three, pick one of this three, or pick one of this three. Like based yeah. off the prices, they're they're all pretty similar in price. Most of those guys. So um, yeah, it's a, probably given a broad overview there. But yeah, we're looking at PJC, Will McDowell, White, Mango, Tango, Wani, Swallow Bullock, and Demand. And our rubby tummy. Yeah, so, so heavy New Zealand, which is heavy New Zealand, exactly what we spoke about. Yeah, heavy New Zealand and avoiding um, Melbourne. I'm not going near guys like Goulding or Clark. Um, mm-hmm. They're both guys which aren't on my radar. Um, I don't think that they're going to be high scorers this week. And you can probably keep a receipt on that one if you want. Yeah, and I reckon Illawarra are going to work pretty hard on them too. Let's... Uh... Let's roll into some captains. 
Look at me. Sure. Look at me. Sure. I'm the captain now. All right. So I've done six again. Actually, I've done seven. I've gone. I've gone above and beyond this week, Baz. So I'll give you the honourable mentions. I even lie. I can't count. Been a long day. I've got eight. So honourable mentions from eight through four, based strictly off numbers. So I've got Travers at eight, Cheatham at seven, Harvey at six, Pinder at five, JLA at four. And then top three, let's give you a bit more for that. So Cotton's got, Cotton I've got at number three, he's at Illawarra, light green, and at Tassie, yellow. Averages, this will blow your mind, Baz, because the last two games against Illawarra don't indicate this. Averages 31 against Illawarra, 37 against Tassie. 29 and a half at the Wynn Entertainment Centre, 35 at my state, and 34 average over the last three. Uh, so I've got him at a projected 60. Number two, now my heart doesn't agree with this, but this is just the numbers. Number two is PJC. And the reason my heart doesn't agree with this is based on what you mentioned earlier around the minutes. So you'd think he would be the go-to guy. But he's got Brisbane, who are red for guards, and Adelaide, who are light green. Average 27.5 against Brisbane, 34 against Adelaide. Averages 37.8 at home. He's never played at Adelaide. He's got a last three average of 38.33. And keep it going. Uh, so I've got him at projected 60 as well. So same as Cotton. And then number one, Gary Clark. He's got Perth, dark green, and Melbourne in Melbourne, dark green. So two really easy matchups for forwards. Averages 35.5 against Perth, 38 against Melbourne. 31.3 at home, 37 at John Kane Arena, and a last three average of 34.66. So some pretty solid numbers there, but that still only gets him to an expected score of 63. So Cotton, PJC, 60, and then Clark, 63. I think PJC's got the higher ceiling um, yeah. based off those numbers. Clark's numbers are elite. Uh and still only comes out three points ahead. So um, I think I think you've got more to gain from PJC. Yeah. Well, to put this in perspective, in the top five centre teams, they're all tossing up over. So 90% ownership or above is Cheatham, Froling, PJC and Gary Clark. So you're saying, and Cotton's 75% in the top five cents. So, yeah. People are literally probably tossing up over those three. Yeah. Have you had a look at where people are looking captain choice-wise? Um, Let's well, have captain, a quick look. Captain choice-wise at the moment, number one is PJC, yeah. two is Gary Clark, three is Cotton, four, well, pretty much those three take bulk of the coin. Mm. Uh, I found it interesting that yeah, the, round, the round ownership, um, 26% quarter of the people in the top five centre trading in cotton. So they obviously didn't didn't mm. have him for those last two rounds. And JLA, they're the two big trade-ins. Yep. 
So they bring cotton ownership up to 78%. Yeah. JLA's low, 29%. Yeah. So those people are looking to looking to take a bit of a risk. I like mm, it. Yeah, I like it, but I just don't know about it. Just don't know about it. Nah, I'm with you. I don't I'm not a big lover of the Melbourne trade-ins. I think New Zealand are definitely yeah, definitely should be your targets. They've got the most to play for. Um, sometimes I think like a team like like Melbourne play Cairns that game's a complete dead rubber the next oh, one 100%. when Melbourne next one when Melbourne play Illawarra like even that depending on other results Illawarra could have nothing to play for as well yeah. um, what would you think can't... about people like you talked about that low group what do you think about someone like a Flynn Cameron from Melbourne just hoping he gets a lot of garbage minute. You, you really yeah. just hoping that yeah you're, you're taking a massive risk for yeah just a, a hope you'd mm-hmm. you'd wonder what you were trading out to get to him and um yeah look he might honestly pump out depends how many points you want he might get you 20 um yeah it's a tough one he's priced at 100 on the dot yeah and i'll tell you now that based off that theory not many people are doing it because no. people aren't trading him <laughs> 10 people have traded him in. Yeah, I was just thinking if you're really struggling, uh, like if you're a really awkward cash phase, like if you've got like 150 to work with from someone like a Marshall, for example, could it potentially be someone you look at? Yeah, well, yeah, I'm doing the sideways. I'm doing, um, I'm going with the old man, Mantis, Ravi Tummy. Mm-hmm. Um, a good trade for me. Are we into trades now? Is that yeah, the section? Yeah, yes. Yep. So who you you're going to bring in rubbers? Yeah. So where's Ravi Tummy? Yep. Um, and then my other one is Gak, and I'll have one seventy seven, which is just such an awkward price. Um, it doesn't really give me with many options. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna play around with that. So you're gonna you're definitely gonna go Gak and Marshall out though. I think so. They both play singles. Yeah. Um, and rubbers in. And yeah, rubbers in. Yeah. So I said if I if I drop down um, to that real cheap cheap player, I can kind of go. There's not really anything that's really that desirable up. So um, what have you got? What are you bringing in at the moment? Yeah, well, this is where I'm really tossing and turning. So um, this doesn't lock you in, obviously, mate. Nah. So yeah, I'm probably going with a. Wani Swallow out. Yeah, Wani. And probably going with um, Mantis. They're probably yeah. my two. And what does that give you a projection of? Um, I think I've stuffed up there. But, That's uh, right. Yeah, I'm looking at around yeah, 470. Mm-hmm. You're going to be doing well to get 520 then. Yeah. It's possible. But Kevin Garnett say- once said, Anything is possible. Derry's going Gak and Kel to Golding and PJC. Mm. So I'll toss up. I'll toss up. Do I take a massive punt and trade Froling and Marshall and mm. go to like JLA and a dud? Like rather than worrying about this Gak trade to someone, do I, yeah, just upgrade Froling to JLA and. Hope the JLA pulls something down over people mm. that own Frolic. Um, 
Hot throwing has bad game. Oh, I don't know. There's a it's tough. Yeah. Froling didn't make the top eight captains. Yeah. Like but JLA awesome. But yeah. we're 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 nervous on JLA how many minutes he's gonna play. Yep. Definitely. Definitely. Uh I'm obviously still in complete reconstruction mode. We've just got to try and score as many points as possible. So uh like anyone in that regard, I guess, but my team's coming from a long way back. So I'm going Doyle and Crawford out, and I'm bringing in PJC and Harvey, which will give me 409. Yeah, perfect. Good trade. Yeah. I just want to get Tyler Harvey on the players trip. <laughs> He's been actually pretty good lately. Your man. You love him. Oh, you still. I just think he sucked. But um, <laughs> I, think I think Jason Tatum's unlocked that potential. Um, I think he's done a real good job with him. Yeah, he's back to what he was. Mm. Rightio, uh, we will leave it there. We'll only have the one episode this week um, due to the late recording. And next week, we will be back for a post-season review. All the things that we've learned and obviously your final rankings uh, and a bit of a review of our pre-season predictions. It'll be interesting. It's going to be a laugh. All right, good luck for the week. Good luck to everyone in grand finals. And we wish you the best. Bye for now. Bye now.